welcome to my crazy artist life podcast, where we lift the lid and take an honest look at all things art, creativity, and business from growing as an artist, improving your art practice, the ups and downs of being creative, as well as crafting a strong business that is enjoyable and it also nourishes the soul. Join us as we take a deep dive into what life is like as an artist in my crazy artist life. Hi Kat, how are you? Hey Lisa, fabulous and what an episode have we got. This is a super practical episode that we've put together for you today because um, the title of today's episode is Balancing Art and Business. Now you might be wondering why on earth would we be talking about business and art? But the fact of the matter is, if you are an artist who is representing yourself, selling your own work, you are a business owner. Exactly. And your art is your product. Exactly. So there's a lot more to having a successful art career in a business sense than there is than just painting beautiful paintings because that's not all we do is it no i wish it was all we did because that's my favorite part (laughs) but it it seems like a lot of the time i'm spending you know the marketing and uh doing my website and you know updating Mm -hmm. etsy and oh my gosh there is just so so much that you need to do other than painting and it it gets frustrating but you know you've got to do the business part if if you want to sell your paintings yeah. and yeah, have it as a business. I know. And it is a real, um, I often feel a, a push-pull with art and business because some things just need to be done. For example, updating your website actually can take quite a long time. It can take a few hours or a whole week or two or three weeks, depending on how much you're doing on it, when you want your primary business to be your painting. But sometimes... Uh, big jobs like this can really take time away from the paintbrush, can't it? Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, if you don't have a website, you just dread. I mean, you you think, oh, gosh, I really do need a website. I've come to that point that I need to create Mm. this website. But you kind of avoid it because it's such... It's a big job. Big job, and you you just don't ever get to it. I know. You you just got to put that time aside and put your foot down and just go, right, I'm going to spend the next week... And paint and, and do and, and not paint. And do paint. Yes, <laughs> I wish that I could paint. So good, but no, it's actually just working on your website. Um, yeah, and just updating your products. And over time, it gets easier and faster. And mm. as you learn whatever you're working on, Wix or you know Squarespace, any of those products that you build your website in, once you get used to it, it becomes really easy and much faster over time. But you just got to bite the bullet and take that first step. That's right. So when I first started in my entrepreneur journey, I read a book called The E-Myth by a writer called Michael E. Gerber. I think his name's Gerber. And the whole idea of the book, it was actually my husband that, who has a business degree, literally dragged me to the shop to find it and bought it and <laughs> shoved it in my hand and said, if you do not read this book, <laughs> you're not a real entrepreneur. And I'm like, ah. But anyway, it's true. True story. Uh, I read this book and the whole idea behind the book is a lot of people start their businesses because they're very good at doing something. 
they're either good at making his his story was they're very good at making pies so they think that i love making pies making pies really is very fulfilling it's what i love to do yep and i know people love it if i just started a pie shop it's going to be super successful but what happens when they launch is they realize that there's actually a lot more to just making pies so if you're working on something that you really love and enjoy what often does happen is that you end up getting pulled away from that primary passion to do managing hiring staff um, paying the bills working with the accountants working with the lawyers working with the uh, customers dealing with customer complaints and being an artist is actually very very similar yeah i last year was a very very good year with me selling on my etsy shop but i spent a lot of time packing orders instead of painting it was brilliant for my shop and getting orders out but i i did often do two hours a day packing orders yeah it's, it's always w- not painting it's so it's so good when you get so many orders but yeah the, the packing side it drives me nuts <laughs> it is so time consuming like it, there's just so much to it that you don't realize there's writing the notes there's um finding the right box you know mm-hmm. if, you, if you've got a big painting that you've sold there's not always a box that's lying around that's exactly the right size so i've always got these big giant bits of cardboard bicycle boxes (laughs) that i get for free thankfully from the local bicycle shop and i cut them into pieces to the right and that takes so much time it does and you know then you've got to bubble wrap your painting and make sure it's got the hanging mechanism on it and so do you spend a whole day wrapping and shipping your paintings if you've sold a few during the week so i i was very lucky and ecstatic to have sold three paintings over the weekend and it took me the whole well, it, I sold them on Friday and it took me the whole weekend just to, to package just to pack them. them. And I had to tell my husband, please watch the kids, take care mm. of them because I really need to get these out on Monday. Mm. And it took me hours and hours and hours. And yeah, it's just so time consuming and it's not my favorite part. No. Like writing the notes I love because, mm. you know, you're pouring your heart out and saying thank you. Oh, you're so gorgeous. Grateful. It's so nice. <laughs> you know, that's the bit I appreciate most. But yeah, just boxing. It is. So some of the things that I spend a lot of my time on is things like, um, yeah, putting orders together, but marketing takes up a huge part of current business models, doesn't it? Massive, massive. Um, You know, marketing includes um, posting your stuff on Instagram or thinking of ideas on how to market, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's oh, I'm going to do this whole thing on reels. And reels are so big right now. Um, but they're time-consuming. They're very time-consuming. You know, if you want to do something fancy, you've got to set up for it and, you know, maybe get costumes. Or, props you know, or something. Props or something. And, you know, a lot of people go out and, you know, it's it's worth it in the end. Mm. But it's so time-consuming. And you don't count that as, you know, being part of your... Productivity. Productivity. You just you get frustrated, and some people just go, "Oh, I'm not doing that." So yeah. it affects your business. It does, and because a lot of the platforms that we sell on are based on an algorithm, there's um, a certain amount of activity that, if you want to be very successful on them, that you need to spend on. I know when Instagram was really 
boosting for a lot of artists, especially in the business side, a lot of people were spending three to four hours a day trying to build their community, trying to build their followers. And it was a really big push. I personally didn't do it because um, I just didn't. It was a lot of pressure that I didn't feel like I had to give at the time. Yeah, Yeah, and it becomes stressful. And some some artists just go, you know what, stuff this. I'm not even going to be on social media anymore. (laughs) It's too much. And you you feel like sometimes, you know, if people don't comment, you're relying on it. Mm. I mean, I don't do that anymore. Maybe at the beginning I was a bit like that. I was like, why isn't anyone commenting on this post? But, yeah, don't take it personal. Yeah. You know, if maybe people are seeing it and not commenting. Who cares? You know, just post it. Especially if you put a lot of effort into staging a beautiful photograph. Exactly. um, I know sometimes it's it's been a really big job to rearrange things in your studio just so you can get just, a decent yeah. photograph and then you post it and it's taken you ages to get the photo. Yeah, and, and it's not just you, like maybe it's not even your painting that's, that's the issue that's not getting a lot of um, engagement on it. It could just be Instagram being a mm. pain on the backside and, you yep. know, being funny with its algorithms and that's all it's, all it's about, you know. Yeah. It's engagement, how you're your post is getting out there mm. and apparently i heard from this artist you have to post three times a day on instagram and oh, there was just some you know fluffy magic formula magic formula and tick all the boxes and yeah, you'll be a winner and, and he has like a, this this guy i can't remember his name but he was talking about having he got to eleven thousand followers and they're all genuine followers because you go and um look at his posts and they've got heaps of engagement mm. and um yeah, it was it was interesting, and I'm like, there's no way I could do three posts a day. No, it's just so time consuming. Yeah, nah, my brain's gonna fall out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going down that path. I feel you. I am so on your page because I've had to put make careful decisions is probably the right way to word it about how much effort I'm going to put into different mediums when it comes to marketing because marketing could really especially especially on social media could consume 50 percent of your time if you let it yeah absolutely yeah because there's a there's not just one platform there's instagram there's facebook there's tiktok there's youtube youtube there's pinterest there's Mm -hmm. oh my gosh even just saying that makes my yeah and they (laughs) they all have algorithms where they want more and more of your time yeah another thing that takes up a lot of time for artists is um is actually more of the administration side of things um bookkeeping takes up quite a bit of time for me every time i need to do it and oh, yes. take a whole week out yeah um you got to do it bit by bit so every time you know you, you sell something write it down make sure you've got a spreadsheet have systems you, in place yeah that you keep updated constantly like every two three days and Doing little little bits and pieces just mm. stops you from getting to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, I've got all this all these receipts to put into my program or mm-hmm. my spreadsheet. It's going to take hours. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you spend ten minutes doing it, like every two days, I mean, it's oh, easy that to is say. so good. I do not do that at it's all. It's easy to say. <laughs> I do <laughs> not know, do that. That's at the all. thing, you know. I may say it. I don't, you know. <laughs> preach what what's the word you don't practice what you practice what you preach (laughs) no i don't follow that rule all the time but you know i'd love to because it it really does help with your overall productivity Mm. you don't spend a big chunk of your weekend 
productively because yeah. you're spending putting receipts into your spreadsheet. I know. Sucks. Not creative. No, it's so not creative. <laughs> not creative. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that can take quite a bit of time is um, photography. Oh yes. Like if I I I honestly think I've spent a lot of time um, photographing, rephotographing. Yeah. Changing my setup, moving my setup into different rooms of the house, um, taking the photos and then being like, oh, that was a waste of time. <laughs> and it's such an important part of your business, like the way you present your work. Mm. Um, you know, just having like a beautiful paintbrush and some flowers and, you know, just um, there's a lot of in situ apps that you can use, which are mm. great for yep. art, artists. Um, some of them are paid, some of them are free. Um but yeah, you like nowadays we've got those, but you've still got to have a really nice picture of your painting. Yes. Well, to, if, to especially if you're selling online, the customer does not have any other way of actually viewing your painting, especially exactly. if they live in another country. Like you've got a lot of yeah. international purchases. They can't see what they're buying. So having a really good quality photo of your painting. And or video. And or video is actually really, really important. And it takes time to edit them it in does. Photoshop afterwards. It yeah. takes time to um, list them. Do you spend a lot of time listing your paintings online? Um, yes, I try and get a few together and then I, I will list, like I will put them, like for say example, Blue Thumb Online Gallery, I put a few in draft. Mm-hmm. I don't post them all at the same time because oh. um, Apparently there's something, you know, it, it feels like if you post them at the same time, then you, in their new art section, it all turns up in the same section and then it just disappears with other artists. Oh. So if you do it, you know, So there's still an alg- algorithm yes, with Blue Thumb. always an algorithm because, <laughs> you know, they've got their new art, their favourite mm. art, all these sections that artists, um, that viewers can look at. And, um, yeah, you've got to do it strategically. There's, yeah. there's always some sort of strategy you can yeah. follow to, to get yourself out there and viewed by more people. Yeah. yeah, so if you just put them all up at once, it's a bit different for your own website. Mm. I mean, I, I sometimes just get a few and post put them, them all, all at once. once. Once I'm in the zone, you just go, you know, reproduce or copy and paste. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. It makes it a bit easier, but, you know, it's probably a better idea to do it bit by bit. I spend a lot of time... Um, updating my listings on Etsy. Right. So Etsy is run by an algorithm and it actually requires a lot of back-end work on a regular basis. So uh, when I'm at my peak of selling on Etsy, I often spend 45 minutes every morning looking at my search engine optimization, looking at my tags and titles, um, sharing photos to social media, sharing photos to Pinterest, tweaking things adding new listings um holy cow you're amazing i know and but that's that's actually what it takes it to is. to that's do so active on Etsy. it just feels so overwhelming i'm like no i'll just put these three things in there and i'm done yeah when you are doing your business it's actually really important to have a very good think about what strategy you're going to use in order to sell yeah because there's no point spreading yourself very thin when you're trying to hit all of the buttons. I actually don't agree with doing that. I think if you find 
one or two areas to focus your attention on while you are building yeah build them and then as you establish yourself in that area then add another area yeah um so i'm i'm a very big advocate of just not worrying about a whole lot of stuff a whole lot of stuff yeah um and just really put your effort into maybe one or two options if you're going to be um selling through cafes and galleries i would just have a very good digital presence and then spend your time communicating with gallery owners communicating with cafe owners networking with cafes going and dropping into cafes um asking questions asking to speak to the owner things like that and i find that when you sell through a certain um, avenue then you you kind of automatically start focusing on that and go Mm. oh okay this is um proving to be very fruitful for me yeah i should just keep concentrating on this and up there like blue thumb has been really great for me yeah you've had a really successful um, couple of months yeah i've been doing quite well on blue thumb which i'm quite surprised about (laughs) there's so much art on there and yeah it's it's like you know this magic thing that happens Mm. when your art gets sold because you're just amongst hundreds of thousands of paintings and um yeah, I, I tend to focus on Blue Thumb, although I'm on a few other online Sites galleries. As well. yep. I, I don't take care of them as much because I, I'm sole so painting through here and yep. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just going to keep going through mm. this one. And um, I've also got uh, another uh, online gallery that I sell through and I, you know, I've got a contract mm. with them, so I have to paint four paintings a yep. month for them. Yeah. So, yeah, once I... you find your avenues stick to them the ones that do well yeah that's right so i've seen some artists that have done very well with just blogging one painting a day and they've been doing it for years and they sell really well i've seen different artists that have done very well on pinterest they've built a really strong following on pinterest and they do really well i've seen different artists that do youtube and they've done very very well on youtube and but they're not very strong in some of the other areas as well so you don't don't feel like you need to hit every single area with your business and you need to have a good think about how much time you want to give to it as opposed to what you're going to get back from it and for any content that you put out as a business owner you should be thinking what is my long-term strategy for making money out of this if you're posting on instagram is it to get people to uh, fall in love with your work or is it to get them to click through to your website and sign up to your email list? Yeah. Yeah. Is it to get them to click on your shop and make a purchase or yeah. is it just to build community? Yeah. What is the purpose of what you're doing? Exactly. And speaking of money, um, pricing your work. Yes. How do you price your work? That is such a hard question. Is this a whole other podcast? Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one key thing about pricing your work that I'm going to mention is price consistently over your networks. Um, There are galleries and online galleries that take a percentage. The big question is, do I price my website ones? with the 40% less commission that I pay mm. other galleries? Or do I put it the same price as whatever I put it on this online gallery mm. and just go, ah, oh, 
you know, I'm making a whole lot of money from my own website. Yeah. So why am I getting people to buy from this online gallery yeah. when I'm losing 40% commission? Yeah, that's but, you know, it's all about where people find you. I did actually ask a uh, gallery owner once that question about reducing your paintings and she made a very interesting comment. She said that if you if you put your work in a gallery and then if it doesn't sell, if you go and sell it as a reduced um, item later yeah. on, you'll really lose respect with the, so within the industry because yeah. they'll see that you are um, undercutting the, the owners, which are there to make, that's their business. Yeah, so well, that's true. Also, if someone goes and views it at the gallery and goes, oh, I really like this, and it's, you know, $2,000 or whatever, mm. and then next thing, you know, if they bought another one of your paintings and it was around the same price and then they, they're like, oh, well, let me go find this painting again, and yeah. they look at it and they're like, oh, it's much cheaper. It kind of, yeah. I don't know, sometimes some people look at paintings and look at the price and go, wow, that's really, you know, it, there must have been a lot of hard work put into this yeah and if you reduce it, it kind of makes the painting look, not have that same value yeah, it's not have that same value and effect yeah. i mean by all means there's nothing wrong with sales yeah you know if you need to clear your studio <laughs> yeah and make room for more art um there's absolutely nothing wrong with that that's a great way of marketing as well but you know there's a try and maintain consistent yeah, strategy exactly. overall yeah consistency is key and the thing is, if you're going to be um, running an art business as a as an income, m- planning your budget and your finances, and and getting familiar with things like if I do a uh, gallery solo exhibition, how much am I going to earn from that? Is it enough to pay for the amount of time that I need to put into it? Same for if you release a collection. I've done a few collection releases and they've done very, very well. I know uh, some artists where they do four or five collection releases every year. And when I go and have a look on their website, I've actually got my calculator and tallied up how much they've made. And they make about $15,000 with every collection release. So you can see that their strategy is to release a collection they sell a bulk amount of work, but then they do that every two months or every um, three months. Yeah. And that is part of their income strategy for the year is having that that uh, set amount of income coming in. Yeah. And also maybe you're starting out and, you know, have never done a, a collection of works or series of works and you're just like, oh, I don't have the money to buy that many canvases. Like, yeah. What, what do Start I do? with small yeah. collections. What, Start with small collections and a lower price point. I mean, it will attract some different customers, but, yeah. you know, maybe um, have a few of the smaller collections or there's always things like crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Um, there is grants, yeah. you know, things like that, that you can um, get behind you and apply for them if you yeah. don't have the funding for these kind of things. Queensland is actually very good for uh, small business grants. I've actually won two business grants oh, in awesome. my um, freelance career. So I, I won one lot of grants where I actually did a cert for in business through oh, wow, the government, awesome. which was fantastic. Yeah. And there was another one that gave me, um, I think it was $5,000 worth of business coaching, which was How fantastic. So um, subscribe to some of the uh, industri- business industry websites that is in your local area because 
especially for small businesses, you are actually considered a small business and there is funding often where it'll be. If you want to spend $5,000 on digital media, we will match it with $5,000 plus give you a coach so that you can learn how to do it. Exactly. Do you spend a lot of time upskilling? Oh, all the time. There is just not, you, you are never, what's the word I'm looking for? You never stop learning. Yeah. There is just so much in the creative world that yeah. you learn, like whether it be, you know, just in painting form or clay or, you know, there's um, always, not in terms of business, I mm. don't do a whole lot of reading, I should, <laughs> you know, I don't do a whole lot of courses in um, business, on the business side of things, which I probably really should. Yeah, I've done a lot of courses on the business yeah, side of things. I know you have, you're, yeah. that's why you're so amazing. <laughs> Um, and you know so much about it. I don't know a whole lot, but I do a lot of upskilling in terms of technique, technique, and learning new skills in different um, art mediums, and just using um, the medium differently. Mm. And there's just so much to learn. It's just everyone has a different technique, and I'm always going. Oh, I want. And it improves your practice. It does. It improves your brand. It improves your product. Yes. Because it, it sounds awful to call your painting a product, but it is. It it's is. a product. It and is people a buy it. At the end of the day. Yeah. And some people even, like if going back to um, funding your your art business, um, find a side job. Mm. You know, if you don't have kids, or even if you do have kids, you know, put them in daycare. Yeah. I don't know. Is it a balance? <laughs> Will I make more money? Yeah. And putting them into daycare and having a side job and painting at the same time to fund yeah. my artwork until it. I think it's a very rare situation where you can afford to go full-time as an artist um, without that pressure of having to make money. Um, I think for me, I gradually reduced the amount of freelance graphic design jobs that I would say yes to. And I, as I was building my art practice and my goal was within three years to get down to zero freelancing and to have replaced my freelancing income with my art. It's like a gradual thing. It was a gradual thing. And the more time you spend in your art business, the more money you do make because you've got the ability to create more, create more, market better, get your story better. And you learn your skills in in the long run, like slowly and you know Mm. how to do it better. Yep. How to yeah get things out there better? Gosh, we can just talk about. I know this is. This is going to be another episode. We might have to do another episode on this. Um, We would love to hear from you. Come and find us on our Instagram account, my crazy artist life, and and please comment because we'd love to hear what your art business ratio is, what your art business practice is, because it there is actually quite a lot behind actual painting yeah any tips or tricks we'd love to know yeah to have a million followers (laughs) (laughs) i think we're going to be talking about this again cat oh yeah for sure yeah very exciting if you've got a subject that you would love for us to discuss on this podcast come and find us on our social media accounts and send us a dm or comment because i think we're going to start a um we should start a, a question and question and answer section oh, shouldn't yeah. we? we could even do it live maybe sometime. yeah that'd be so fun <laughs> yeah sounds good <laughs> all right thanks so much for listening everybody thank you speak to you soon bye bye
And that's it for today's episode. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. Would you like to subscribe? That way you can get notifications when we bring out new episodes every week. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. And if you want to, you can leave a review. That would be fantastic. Have a great week and see you next time.